Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild every day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com. With me, as always, is Tony Abbott of Zone Coverage. Tony, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just watching Luis Arias uh, take a take a hit right here. Uh, you know, uh, getting on base, being uh, being a being a very good leadoff hitter. And uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night in uh, some of the best uniforms I've ever seen in Minnesota. You really like those? Yeah, they're not too bad. And uh, I got to tell you, Nelly Cruz, man, he just, I don't think he's human. Dude's a monster. (laughs) I mean, he's just amazing. And it is absolutely appointment TV when he's up to bat. So, um, yeah, I I don't know if he hit a home run yet because I've had to peel away from the the TV here to record. But um, I know he hit an RBI double earlier to get the first run of the game in and he just continues to produce, and it's just uh, it's a treat. Anyways, today, Tony, we have a mailbag. All right, episode. if we have to. Yeah, if we have to. Uh, we, we took questions from our listeners out on the uh, uh, via email or via Twitter, and uh, we got a bunch of them, sort of. So, um, yeah, Our families I, might pull through after all. They might, we, we might pull through, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's get right into the questions here. Tony, I know you've got them. Uh, let's start off with our Twitter questions. Michael uh, Brennan asks us, do you think it would be worthwhile to put Dumba on the same power play unit as Fiala? I wouldn't hate it. Because I think then if you had like a Suter or a Spurgeon on the back end for the second power play, I think that they could help help maybe that that forward group a little bit better. That said, man, you also want two like real trigger men that you want to get the puck to on each power play. So maybe, maybe you don't do that, but uh, I don't mind if that's the way I wouldn't hate it if that's the way they went. See, I would like that just because you would have to pick which one of those two you want to stop. We yeah, talked about yeah. it on yesterday's episode where we had, uh, on, on Wednesday's episode where we had uh, Fiala, you know, just kind of get keyed on in the power play where they were getting mm-hmm. in front of him and blocking his shots. The thing is, you know, you could do that still if Dumba's on there, but then mm-hmm. it allows Dumba to be open to, uh, to fire off as many shots as he wants <laughs> on his own. Or you could have someone shadow them and then it's three on two with uh, with with who who would it be? Would it be uh, it would be maybe uh, maybe uh, maybe not Brad Hunt. I, I don't maybe, know. I know you like you Brad have, Hunt a lot, but you, you might have a Parisi though up front who can Parise, just Stahl, I mean, Spurgeon. You, that that you, would be a fun unit. Yeah, you really just need somebody just to be able to get the puck through. I mean, maybe not the shots like Fiala and Dumba have, but somebody just get it on net. And if you had somebody out front 
let maybe somebody big, maybe a Greenway could be on that as maybe. well. Uh, but a Parisi, but somebody just to kind of clean up some of the uh, the garbage that the goalie leaves out in front of his crease. But I think uh, I think that would put a lot of pressure on opposing defenses to have both mm-hmm. uh, Fiala threatening and uh, Dumba threatening his shot. So, and the, I guess the good thing too is if you have Fiala with Dumba, Fiala is a hell of a passer that he could make a really good play. A you know a pass across the seam or something like that to get it to Dumba for a one timer. It's not, and he's also the danger to score too. So you can't always. Um, just assume that, you know, the pass is going to get through or you're, you're in the right position to to block up a pass if it goes across. He has the skill to make that kind of play whichever way he's going. Mm-hmm. So next question. This one is from Derek Felska. Did Susie's and Hunt's sketchy defensive play against Colorado give the Minnesota Wild reasoning to second guess who is on its third pairing? They were sketchy defensively, I thought, in that, uh, at least in the first period of the Avalanche game. That said, I don't think that, I think they're so late into this game that I don't think they're going to second guess this point. Um, I mean, you might bring in maybe a Brennan Manel, but like, you have, you have to win three out of five. You don't have a time, a whole lot of time to try to, you know, mess around and hope that somebody's going to, uh, that if you if you bring up one of the AHLers that they can be up to game speed and ready to go and try to integrate with your team, I really do think that the team that we saw today is more than likely going to be the team that we saw or that we see on uh, throughout the series. I might look into uh, to getting Brennan Manel in instead of Brad Hunt. I, I kind of okay. like Susie out there. I, I know he had a rough mm-hmm. game, but it's I don't know. It's okay. It's okay with me to uh, to. Uh, play Susie as a third pairing role. I, I feel pretty confident in that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Manel Manel's a guy who I don't know why he hasn't gotten a look. Sure. All right. Well, we're going to talk more about that, but I do want to talk to you about uh, RockAuto.com. If you're looking to also switch out parts on your vehicle, maybe upgrades or maybe just for some simple repairs, definitely check out RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is that online auto parts store that's been serving customers online for the last 20 years. And uh, they have one, one tier pricing, which is uh, impressive in this day and age to, uh, to be able to offer that one tier. I know. And if you go to your local chain store, they offer a special deal for their local mechanics who are obviously frequent with anything more, but at the same time, you're, you're getting that, that extra markup when it comes to you as the consumer, the do it yourself or the one that's trying to save a little money by not going to the shop so much because you have the know-how and you have the technology. So uh, why, why pay more when you know how to do it yourself? So uh, definitely check out rockauto.com. They have everything from uh, engine control modules to carpet, to you know, your fuel pumps and, and all kinds of other sorts of auto needs. So, and then when you go to rockauto.com, please write in locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Dot com. Welcome back to Locked on Wild. It's Joe and Tony here guiding the ship for your mailbag, taking all of your questions via Twitter and email. Hey, I just want to uh, remind you guys uh, that, uh, you know, we, we we love our listeners. I know that uh, we got a bunch that came in just even this week, uh, liking our Twitter page and uh, and following along now that, that are new. And so we welcome. And uh, you know what? 
If you like the show, drop us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. It does help us out in the algorithms to, uh, you know, to be found by other wild fans such as yourself. And also, if you can just word of mouth or retweet or whatever you want to do, share us. Uh, that also helps get the word out about your favorite uh, wild podcast, Locked On Wild. So definitely do that. We really, really do appreciate that. And uh, if Tony- you do leave a review, uh, please leave a written review. The ratings help. The written reviews are real nice, too. Uh, we we have we have two uh, ones from a big meanie, so <laughs> it would be nice to to balance out uh, some of that negativity a little. And the other was a very nice review, uh, but mentions the word balls, and uh, <laughs> you know, like it'd be it'd be cool to have one that we could read on the show. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Uh, anyways, uh, Tony, you've got more of the mailbag questions and then, uh, yeah, these are the Twitter questions and we'll get to, uh, Adam's email questions from the inbox. Yeah. Let's, let's knock out some questions. Nick Lane asks who could be a dark horse for the wild. I'm assuming for this series. I'm assuming for the series. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick one and I think he, he kind of turned my head a little bit during the, the, and I'm going based off of the Colorado avalanche game on Wednesday, but I think that somebody that could be a real dark horse in this in providing effort in the middle six and uh, even some scoring potential eventually too. Uh, he liked, I thought he skated towards the net was uh, and, and, and tried to cause some disruption. I actually think that's Alex Galchenyuk. I think that he could be a real underrated player that that's looked over that uh, maybe this reset was good. Maybe the, the summer camp was good to kind of get under um, Dean Evison's system a little bit after, you know, some reinforcement of some of the, uh, the system stuff. And he comes in and uh, he, maybe he shines in this situation where again, he's not going to get uh, the, 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 the top line, concentration from the other team, the attention or anything like that, he's going to get maybe looked over. And I think that he could uh, potentially be some, a good uh, depth, a threat if he gets a a real good chance and, uh, and finds himself in some favorable matchups. I, I've been asked this question a bunch of times and I think I've said, a different player, every four different time, players, yeah. right? Because because uh, this is uh, there, there's a lot of depth on this team, and there are a lot of people who can set up. This is not the same answer that I gave when uh, when I was asked that in uh, Friday or uh, tomorrow. Uh, this will be running tomorrow on ZoneCoverage.com. Um, our uh, our roundtable discussion about the series that uh, that we had with uh, with Giles Farrell. But mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna say. In in this case, because I think guys like uh, I think I, I think you can't really call Joel Erickson Eck underrated, or he at, at the very least he's he's the very trendy pick for for being the dark horse. I'm gonna go with Jordan Greenway here. Uh, okay, I know that he's gotten some looks on the first line. Uh, those looks started to get taken away from him a little bit uh, <laughs> in in uh, in the game against Arizona, which is kind of. Uh, making me uh, a little shaky in offering Greenway, but I think he had a pretty good year this year. Uh, the point production still not where you want it to be, especially in the goal department. But mm-hmm. um, you know, like this is really one. He's he's a really good defensive winger, and two, right. like this is really his shot to really prove that he's a part 
of the Minnesota Wild's future. And there, there are a couple other guys like that on the Wild. I'm not singling out Greenway here, but at the same time, look at uh, look at what look at it, uh, what's ahead of him on the depth chart. Right, you have Kirill Kaprizov uh, coming in uh, with, uh, and and now I'm gonna remember how to say Kaprizov because when I get home from work, I take my Kaprizov. off. Ah, oh, I'm just funny. Um, that was bad. I'm sorry. Oh, We're gonna get negative ratings for that. Oh, cut, <laughs> cut that. Then I don't want to impact the ratings. Uh, but uh, Kirill Kaprizov is uh, is going to be ahead of him on the depth chart next year. Uh, Zach Parise is probably not going anywhere after uh, after you know the cap uh, is gonna stay flat this off season. So that mm-hmm. probably leaves him on the team. And if Marcus Foligno signs an extension this offseason, then your defensive left winger, that's that's in-house already. So mm-hmm. where does that leave room for Jordan Greenway? He's going to have to step up real big this uh, this postseason, I think, to, uh, to get the Wild to be like, okay, we need to make sure that this player is a part of our future. Yeah, Greenway is one of those guys that uh... – He's got the size. He's got the skating. He's he's got the hands. I think for the most part, um, it's got to he's got to put it together, and he's got to be more disruptive in front of that net, and and that's where I think we're seeing that uh, lacking a bit in his game. Uh, another one more player before we move on is I, I wanted to just say Ryan Donato could uh, potentially be like a fourth line stud. Uh, the guy has the skills to score score from in tight. He's he's had some of the prettier goals I think this season. And uh, he can he can score some goals in bunches as well. So maybe chance Ryan Donato as well. Too. Scoring chance, chance machine. That too. Morpheus right. from the Matrix. What did you think about Staylock's uh, performance? And does Cunnan fit well with Eck and Parise? I thought Staylock was just mediocre, very pedestrian. I didn't think there was a lot there to to say. Hey, like. He'd be the guy that I'd go in game one, but I'm also at the, like, I don't really trust anybody else at this point for game one to the point where it's like, you know, it was maybe his first chance of really seeing real live competition. And again, McKinnon, McKinnon is great. Landeskog had a real easy tap in uh, on a five on three power play. I mean, I guess there's a couple of things here and there I can get real nitpicky with uh, with Staylock, but overall, I don't know if you you change your plans yet if you were going to go with him with game one. Does Cunnan fit well with Ek and, and Parise? That was the other part of that question. Um, I don't know if I like that fit so, so much, but uh, he is a player that I think could cause game after Parise that they could be um, – they could complement each other in certain ways. Maybe, maybe Cunnan's the a board slash uh, perimeter guy, and Breezy just goes to the net, and then vice versa. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out, but I don't, I didn't really see it clicking so much. But uh, maybe give this a line a chance to kind of familiarize themselves with each other a little bit more because I think it's a relatively new line. Still, Morpheus from the Matrix. Do you see any of the wild AHLers actually playing? Outside of goaltender, uh, where I think Capo maybe gets an actual chance for per se, uh, I don't, I don't really see an AHLer coming in and really getting minutes unless there's, 
injury and we don't we can't really predict injuries at this point Manel, i could see but only if the third pairing melts down pretty hard in okay. games one or and or two and the last one from morpheus the matrix why do they still use the terrible goal song because they were trying to bring <laughs> they were trying to bring uh the excellent energy center to edmonton right they're trying to make it feel like home because <laughs> everybody loves crowd chant because the wild game ops has no spongebob face imagination <laughs> uh that and uh, i mean the season ticket holders voted again to have crowd champs so i mean eighteen thousand and one squidwards right there oh man so bad so bad i would rather listen to the squidward clarinet music than the goal song <laughs> all right well that was all of it for our twitter questions we got more of your questions from the email inbox again drop us a line via our email go to lockdownwild at gmail.com for more questions every week for your mailbag and we'll be happy to read them and give you your answers on the show you're listening to locked on wild welcome back to locked on wild it's joe and tony here on your mailbag, your last mailbag before real games begin. I still can't believe we're here. Um, I know that uh, it seems crazy compared to we where we were. And, you know, it's it's the beginning of August, and uh, we're gonna have some real hockey. And I'm I'm excited. I do. I, I did kind of geek out against the uh, the Avalanche in that game. It was fun to see it. I had the goosebumps again, um, but. Uh, it is different, and I, I just don't know if I want it to end after 10 days or four games or five games. I would like to see this continue, but you know how that goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, we got more questions here from our email inbox. Again, that's LockedOnWild at gmail.com. This is from Adam. He gave us six questions, so I hope you're ready, Tony. I'm ready. Let's go. Do you think that the Wild should give Capo a shot based on his scrimmage performances? And I know we kind of touched about that in the last segment, but uh, do you think that the Wild should give him a shot? I didn't watch the scrimmage performances, so I'll just say that I think Capo should get the shot uh, from his body of work uh, over the regular season, uh, both in the NHL and the AHL. I'd agree. Maybe if if you're gonna run Staylock out there, have him on a short lease, I'd I'd put the uh, the kid in there if it was up to me. Um, and I know that people are are saying like, well, you can't really do that in a veteran room like the Minnesota Wild. But uh, you know what? If you're really gonna go into the series saying the best player is gonna play, then you got to be true to your word. Otherwise, you're never gonna get any uh, credibility in that locker room. Hey, 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 hey. Where has Minnesota ever gone wrong overly deferring to veterans before? <laughs> right. Um, okay, next question. With the empty arenas, are you going to miss the let's go wild chance during the games or are you going to be screaming them from your couch? I will be uh, I will be screaming them from my couch. I will be uh, I will be recording uh me chanting let's go wild. Uh, for 25 minutes and i will be releasing that as a podcast next week here on lockdown wild <laughs> why not uh, actually i'm gonna do it the right way i'm gonna do the three beat let's go wild Boo. Chant, because that is the correct way to actually say the word and chant and we should adopt that as quickly as possible so that we do not do not continue to make a fool of ourselves against uh other fan bases it's because we uh 
you're right. You're right. It is too late. Uh, any surprises for you? Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Any surprises for you with who was let go and who was kept on the Wilds roster? Uh, I was a little bummed to see that Addison wasn't even there as an in case of emergency break class. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what Matt Bartkowski offers to this <laughs> team that it doesn't already have. And I, I think that Addison does offer at least a little bit of something that they don't have mm-hmm. to uh, to the wild, even if, you know, you would probably not use him in case of emergency. Uh, I was also, I wrote about it on Monday. Like, I, I think it kind of sucks that uh, they didn't at least bring Sam Annis to Edmonton with the team. Yeah. That's one I'm definitely uh, surprised with. Um, and I, from what I understand is it might be having to do with kind of leading into that weekend. There might be, um, there might've been some questions about Jules Erickson X injury and Dumba's injury. And so they made the decision based off of that a little bit, but uh, Sam Annis is what the AHL's leading goal scorer or not uh, goal leading, scorer, but point, point getter, point, point getter, point scorer. So, I am a little puzzled by that. I thought for sure you'd have Mayhew and Annis in there as a potential uh, fill-in if uh, if a line goes completely awry. But uh, uh, they clearly don't see Annis as part of the future or something. So that's kind of where that's at. So I'm a little surprised at that. Uh, if the Wild were to make it to the final, would you rather they face a powerhouse like the Bruins or an underdog like Montreal? Oh, um, I mean, probably an underdog like Montreal, just, uh, just because I, I think the chances of them beating them <laughs> are better, uh, but it would be very funny. I don't know. It would be funny to both beat Montreal and Boston. Like you could, you could rub like two <laughs> very insufferable fan bases noses in it. Uh, maybe Boston would be more fun to rub their nose yeah. into it, but I am a lot less confident in uh, in Boston uh, in in matching up with Boston, who I think, uh, if I recall correctly, out of the All Star break, smoked Minnesota uh, five nothing. It probably wasn't even that close. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. You're forgetting the glaring, glaring storyline here. The Minnesota Wild meet the Philadelphia Flyers, led by general manager Chuck Fletcher and assistant coach Mike Yo. Oh, that would be sweet. In, in the Stanley Cup final and beat them. God, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be so fun. That would be so fun. That's that's the obvious one for me. Um, so I'd like to see that. And no, I wouldn't want to see a powerhouse from out east. I mean, can you imagine taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning? No, thank you. Uh, okay, again, these questions are all from Adam in our inbox. Minnesota at... plays Tampa well, though. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Minnesota plays Tampa kind of well. Yeah, you're right. Uh, again, these are these questions are from Adam from our inbox uh, at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Again, feel free to use that if you don't have Twitter and drop us a line. We do appreciate it. All right. What Western teams after Vancouver would you want the Wild to face in their road to the potential cup this on this run. Dallas is one that I think Minnesota okay. matches up all right against uh, a okay. team like Edmonton, I think would be a pretty good matchup for Minnesota. They just have, I mean like just have like right. two top five MVP guys. Um, but I, I think 
I, I don't know. Connor McDavid either hits real big or misses real big against Minnesota. <laughs> um, and I, I think I would be okay rolling the dice against it since they kind of only go a, a couple players deep on offense. I'm trying to think of other teams. Minnesota's always played Vegas well. I would be scared of Vegas in a seven-game series. I, I would as much as I would love to beat Colorado again uh, when they have a promising team like they do. I just think that if you look at what this game was earlier today, the Wild can maybe play with them, but I think they're just an incredibly bad matchup. Very bad. A lot of speed. Right. Yeah, St. Louis, I think, is a pretty bad matchup for Minnesota out of, out of the the ones that, you know, could crawl out of the uh, the opening <laughs> round into the uh, into the conference finals. I'm trying to think of... Um, um, I mean, there's, maybe like a Winnipeg or a Calgary might be okay, too. Yeah, Winnipeg's really bad. So if, if you're facing Winnipeg, you have to contend with the fact that... Uh, Connor Hellebuck must be just like standing on his absolute head. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would take my chances against Winnipeg. No problem. What about, and I know we're kind of keep going here and listing off teams, but uh, like a Phoenix, I'm not, they're not Phoenix anymore, Arizona or like a uh, Nashville. I, I don't think Arizona is like very good at all. Like I, I, I've, I, I'm never impressed by Arizona. Uh, though it would be funny to uh, to get that uh, revenge on Phil Kessel for doing Minnesota huge solid and refusing to go there, um, but uh, Nashville favor, by the way Nashville <laughs> would be interesting. I think I think Kevin Fiala might get up for Nashville. Do you? I it certainly could, and I think that uh, while Nashville's definitely a good team. I do think that uh, their power play has been bad. I don't think Mikhail Granlin has been necessarily great. Uh, but that was also Peter Laviolette-led uh, Predators, and and maybe with this uh, new coach, maybe they can turn the tide. I have not seen a single game since probably the trade deadline of uh, that way back in, in, what is that, early March. So, um, Or it actually was the last day of February. So I don't think I've seen it much. So I, I'm probably basing that off of – just a, a bad taste in my mouth overall of uh, Nashville, but they'd be fun. Although I think they're only fun because of their, their stadium. So let me hit you with uh Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl splits before we go. Uh, okay. Dreisaitl has nine goals and 12 points in 14 games against the wild career. And, uh, and Connor McDavid has seven goals and 16 points in 14 games against Minnesota in their career. So holding yeah, you're not really holding Connor McDavid to anything. Um yeah. but what 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 is that what is that point pace? It seems like for some reason they're able to win those games even if Connor McDavid does score. It that, seems like that is quote unquote only a ninety four point pace for Connor McDavid. <laughs> when he, he uh you're laughing, but McDavid had three one hundred point seasons in a row including 116 points in 78 games last year and 97 points in 64 games this year so it actually is maybe a little bit of something that they can only hold into a 94 game pace yeah the, the, the minnesota wilders certainly suffocating big david on that one <laughs> choking the life out of him yeah you know it 94 he's barely Sidney crosby <laughs> All right, Tony, one last question before we go. Uh, fun one here. Would you rather be a play-by-play announcer or a color commentator? Ooh, ah, uh, 
color commentary, I would have to have things to say. Whereas play-by-play, -play, like, there's challenges in play-by-play, -play, but, uh, but you know, you're just, <laughs> you're just saying what happens on the ice. I think right. I would probably rather do color just because, you know, I, I and I, I can't think of any other area in life where uh, where I, I play this role, but I just could let the other person do all <laughs> the work and then chime in with a stupid joke every now and then. That actually sounds good. I wish I wish I had something like that in, in real That's, life. What about you, Joe? It strangely sounds familiar. Um, anyways, I, I think that uh, I don't have the voice for play-by-play -play nor collier commentary. Nobody but, does. You, you got to fake your voice. Let's let's hear your best play-by-play -play voice. No, I, I'm not even to try faking it. It's that bad. But Dry I side of the McDavid. I, I would. He's gone. <laughs> I, no, I, I do think play-by-play -play would be a lot of fun. Uh, it's just uh, I am definitely not good at it, nor do I have the voice for it. So, All right, Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Tony. You can find my work, including a couple articles uh, at the end of the week, so uh, so today and tomorrow, at zonecoverage.com. You can find all my work on zonecoverage.com. In fact, just bookmark that throughout this rest of the playoff series and into the offseason. We will have you covered, like Zone Coverage says, all the way through. Definitely check that out. Keep that on your uh, on your bookmark bar and uh, and and definitely click and, and read us if uh, you want more content from us. Also, uh, like and you know, uh, just subscribe and uh, leave a review of our podcast here locked on wild on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us out get uh, found by other wild fans such as yourself. Uh, and also, you know, you can follow us the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at locked on wild. And I mentioned the email inbox. It's locked on wild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. We do appreciate that as well. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Wild and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day.